increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to STRonomics. I'm Bill Faith, and that is Kenny Bedwell. How are you, Kenny? Doing great. Doing great. So uh, this is Kenny Bedwell's episode, everybody. Should you trust your agents? Yeah, Bill. Kenny's idea. Kenny's going to be talking. I had nothing to do with this. This is a pretty hot take, Kenny. I mean, look, I I tell every single person, and I think – I think Avery and I talked about this on her podcast, and I want to make this abundantly clear. Two of my better friends in this industry are Avery Carl and Tyler Cohn, right? And they're both, I'm really good friends with Madeline, you know, and the Smokies. She's a great agent as well. But at the end of the day, the agent's job is to sell you real estate, right? And I think Avery even told, you know, on the podcast that I did with her, it was her podcast or she was on mine or whatever. And she's like, you need to do your own research. Right. So one thing that I believe is you should never, ever, and I'll just start off and I'm sure there'll be some pissed off agents, but you should never, ever trust your agent in regards to specifically data. You should be able to trust them to write the contract, help you with concessions, do all that type of stuff. And you should use them as a resource. And, you know, I've got a whole lesson on, you know, agents in my library and I teach them in my inner circle that you have to run your own performance. You know, you should be using John Hodges' Big Daddy Performa and you should use, your agent should help you in a certain way. I also will never use an agent that doesn't own a short-term rental. You know, if they're not an investor like me, they don't know what I'm going through and they're probably not going to know how to use AirDNA, STR Insights, probably not going to know how to run a real Performa. They're just, oh, the property manager said this property did $400 million and then that's what they're going to believe. So I think they need to have a, a certain level of experience. Would you agree? Well said, Bill. Well said. I like how at the beginning you were like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to sit back and then you just get You know the- I can't just sit back. I mean, <laughs> come on. Impossible. I just I just load in the topic and then, and, and then watch it go. So you're like, this is the most, this is a hot topic. Hot, and then you just go straight for it. So I love you it. You want to restart? <laughs> Let's right. take two. Hey, everybody. Welcome to STRonomics. I'm Bill Faith. This is Kenny Bedwell. This is take number two. Kenny, we're talking about why you should not trust your agent. Go. Yeah. So as you mentioned earlier, take one, Bill. That's deleted. That's deleted. That's not. <laughs> That's deleted. All right. So uh, one thing, though, I, I mean, 
in in all like seriousness though what you did say was was very true agents the only things agents should be legitimately trusted on is providing you the legal and the contractual things that need to be covered that's their job right their job is also to sell real estate and that's where the lines get great the problem with short-term rental properties is that they're so subjective because it's like how you host can impact how much money you can make. So I'm not saying like specifically don't trust your agents ever, but is it really fair to ask someone how much money a property should make when they don't know you or your hosting skills or what you're going to bring to the table and how you're going to run your property? No, it's not. And so in reality, like you mentioned, we have to do our own due diligence. But I love what you said too, I'm going to keep referencing that. But one of the things you said too, though, was don't use agents that don't own STRs. And I think that's that's a huge one. And I would say that's a red flag immediately. They don't own any short-term rental properties or they don't have any experience with STRs even in those particular areas. Agents that don't go and visit the properties either, we've run into that issue quite frequently. Like that's a red flag. So there, there's a couple of things where it's like you need somebody with boots on the ground experience to kind of provide color to the data, but you have to be able to do your own due diligence. If you're not confident in doing your own due diligence, you shouldn't be buying a property. I agree with you 100%. The vision of a retail, what I call a retail agent, someone that just does typical retail, you know, first primary residences, maybe some second homes, but they're not going to have the vision to see you know, the short, short-term rental as we should be seeing a short-term rental. Like one of the things that I always look for in a listing is a gap or an opportunity that the listing agent is not maximizing, specifically in a short-term rental market, kind of like the Banner Elk property that was underwritten as a four-bedroom, that it was listed as a four-bedroom, it's really a five, right? Mm -hmm. My other Banner Elk property I bought is a six-bedroom, it's listed as a four, but people that don't understand North Carolina real estate law that when it's an ADU or something, they can't list it that way. And that it had two garages. So I literally could turn the three car garage into a game room at a bathroom and then have a garage down below. Those things are things that I think that regular agents that aren't involved in the STR community every single day don't get. That's why I named a couple of agents. I love Avery Carl. I love Tyler Kuhn. I like, I got to meet Will for the first time in person at my conference. I like what Will's doing. Um, I like the Duffies in, in Branson, right? I like Lauren Taylor that I have out of Bozeman for Montana. Even though she does not own a short-term rental, her family is invested and she is very heavily invested into the community. You know what I mean? So I couldn't find somebody that owned when I first started looking in Montana or I probably would have went with somebody else, but she's done a great job for me. One of the reasons that I love Avery's short-term shop is because the majority of her agents in those markets, whether it's Arizona, Scottsdale, whether it's up in Michigan now, you know, she's not just in, you know, Gatlinburg or the Smokies and, you know, the 38 Destin area. They own, you know what I mean? And I've had some of her agents that have come to my boot camps or retreats and stuff like that. And those are the things that make me way more comfortable. And one, like you said, Kenny, you as an investor, you need to underwrite a property. Most times when an agent comes to me and says, hey, I'll get you the rent roll. You know, this is by a local property, man. Don't waste your time. I don't really give a shit because I'm going to run it through your software. 
I'm going to run it through AirDNA. I'm going to run it through Rabu and MashVisor. I'm going to run it through all four of them because I want to see what comes out about it. And then I know comparing that information to my portfolio, how I can typically perform, you know, comparable wise, whether it's 50 percentile, 75th or 90th percentile. And I think that investors need to, once they have property number one, they need to benchmark and learn how to do that as well. It's not comparing yourself to somebody else. Because like you said, even if you look at a listing on Airbnb or Verbo, you don't know how that host is truly hosting, right? You right. can get a little bit of an idea just based on the decor, the design, the layout, the quality of furnishings, but you, you don't know how they handle a situation. You don't know what happens before check-in what communication there is, all this different type of stuff. You don't know if they're doing off-platform marketing or just relying on one OTA. Well, you can see if they're one OTA or two OTAs. But who's going and checking, you know, TripAdvisor? Who's going and checking, you know, Booking.com? Nobody. Almost everybody's just looking at Airbnb and Verbo, right? Yeah. I'm going to hit, I'm going to go back to the due diligence side, like being able to do your own due diligence. There's three pieces of due diligence you need to know how to do when you underwrite a property. Number one, you need to understand how to, well, okay, sorry. I, due diligence has is, is got five, but underwriting a property, the street pieces, gross revenue, your debt service, like your monthly payment from your mortgage, and then your expenses, okay? If you're asking, the only one that you possibly could ask your realtor to give you something that's black and white, and they're going to give you something pretty close is your some of your expenses. Like, hey, what are estimated utilities in the area and where can I get that information? But the reality is for your mortgage payments and also your gross revenue, you need to be doing and understand how to calculate that. I was talking to someone the other day. They went to a very popular vacation market. They talked to the realtor and the realtor told them, you need to look for properties that have, that are huge, like lots of square footage. And so this is a person who's buying their first short-term rental and they went and found a $1.5 million property. For their first one. For the first one. And I was like, I hope they're independently wealthy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they weren't. <laughs> so I'm like, you got some cojones on you. Like, I got to give you that. Most people would be like, no way. But why? And they're like, well, I talked to the agent and they said this. And I said, well, what research did you do? What data do you have? Like, what, what can you like explain this to me? You know, logically, because that's not logical. That's what an agent said and with no data. And they said, well, that's what their experience is. Okay, great. But let's see the data. Let's do that due diligence part. The due diligence part is you being able to look in that market and using data to understand that and support what that agent said through their experience. I'm not saying we need to undermine experience, but we also need to respect the data in part and doing the due diligence is looking at the data aspect. Because a, have, I think they're equal, right? If you well, have experience. Hand in hand. You can't take one without the other. If you, you know? if you don't have experience or you've only done one property in one market, then you have to rely probably 85% on the data, right? maybe 90%. It's different for somebody like me and Kenny that have operated in multiple markets or myself across the country. And I can look at these different benchmarks of different properties. You know, I've owned like 27 different, 28 different properties in the short-term rental space. And all these markets, I can look at historicals. I can look at experience. If you're doing property number one or number two, you've got to go off of that data. You don't know how you're going to host, right? None of us were great hosts when we first started. I don't care how many programs you go through, you're going to evolve and get better with time. Right. And I think too, once again, 
it's a disservice to the agent for you to go to them and try to ask them these questions when in reality, they don't know your goals. They don't know your experience. They're not asking for your experience. They're trying to sell real estate. Okay. And we shouldn't really expect them to try to ask some of those questions anyway. Like they, not, they don't know if you know how to run Facebook ads or what you're going to, how you're going to design the property. Or how to run a performa. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, what if you're going into, you know, seaside Florida and you're literally going to, you know, do a Barbie theme, you know, beachfront, you know, two bedroom condo. I don't know who the fuck would want to stay there, to be honest with you. You can yeah. do everything else right, but then go theme it the wrong way. Right. And you're going to end up having problems. Right. And then, well, the agent told me it's going to make this. And it's like, that's the red flag right there. What you just said. So we can't expect them to give us. So if we can't expect them to give us necessarily the, the I'm not saying the right information, but like the hundred percent, this is what it's going to make black and white. Then we shouldn't be asking them for that. We shouldn't be relying upon that as like the anchor, the sole data point that we're using to purchase this deal as a good deal, you know, the, this, this property as a good deal in our heads. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I don't think that agents should be disclosing those numbers. I remember Deb Wood, the best agent that I've ever used. I think you might've met her once. Oh yeah. We went yeah. And, saw properties. and she wasn't the best short-term rental host. You remember that the properties that we saw that she owned, she just charged 900 bucks all year round. Yeah, for yeah I know. Market. Right. But knowing the market and understanding, Hey, if it's run by a property manager, I'm more than happy to give you the real numbers, but I'm not giving you any estimates on anything. Even after I had a, an incredible relationship with her, she would never quote anything. Oh, you can go use that AirDNA thing if you want, but I'm not giving you any numbers. I think there's liability for agents to you know, be disclosing numbers when they have no idea how somebody is going to be able to host. Right. Yeah. I, and I agree. And part of this too, and I, and I emphasize, and, and for those agents who are listening, who are, you know, helping people with numbers, we need be to be using ranges. Yeah, be careful. Be but careful. we, we need, but in reality, when we do our due diligence, we need to be doing ranges. We need to be looking at like a good, better, best, or worst case, best case scenario, because running on a set number <laughs> is just so risky. And I've seen it happen way too many. Hey, Kenny, I, I got the, you know, even, even they get the data from, you know, the agent gives them. Here's AirDNA's percentiles, you know, or here's, you know, SDR Insights percentiles or Price Labs or Rabu, or this is what they said, but, and then it's a number, you know, and that's never, we're never going to hit that number. It's either going to be above it or below it. Right. So why are we using a set number? It needs to be a range. So anyway. I just got a text from your boy. He said, I've been wearing this shirt the whole time. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, I agree that. The thing that's, here's what's interesting. There's people in our community, Kenny, that think myself, probably most importantly, but I'm, I'm sure you hear it too, that think we're self-absorbed. Why do you talk about your numbers all the time? Why do you talk about your own properties? And I'll tell you right now, and I tell the people that ask me that, I have to give you my examples because I can't tell you what you're going to do, right? right? And, you know, that's what really scares me. And there's, there's FTC issues. If I say, oh, you're going to make this kind of money, you get my program and you'll do whatever. I can share with you what I do. I can share with you what somebody else has done that we know for fact that we have the numbers to be able to back it up. And that's why you see a lot of coaches and stuff like that, that, you know, either don't disclose numbers or they only talk about themselves when they can substantiate that. 
Um, I you, you, just like Tyler or Avery or anybody, any agent will, I can go through Ryan, all of them. They can't tell you what you're going to do. They have no idea how you're going to host. Just like, I don't know how you're going to host. I can teach you what I want to teach you, but I have no idea what you're going to end up doing on the back end, right? right. You're going to drive your own results. I don't care what platform you use, whether it's Kenny's or any of the other three majors, or even some of those BS online calculators, you know, that are out there. It's not going to be, it should not be a hundred percent representative of what you're going to do. You have to figure out if you're going to be higher or lower than that, based on your current skill level, based on your investments that you're going to put in post-close into that property, how well your decision-making is going to be, you know, going into that. And even if you already own your properties, you got to make a decision. Am I going to invest more money into upgrades or am I going to, you know, put my money elsewhere into a, a different property? For most of you, honestly, it's probably ready to sell and reinvest, in my opinion, because most of us did not make great decisions. Kenny bought a shitty piece of land when he first started. I lost 126 grand to my second property, you know, my second STR. We've all made those mistakes when we didn't know what we don't know, right? So I look at as people mature in this industry, as you mature as going from property one to two to three, you should really go back and reevaluate investment number one and two because you should be a much more sound investor when you get to number three than you were at number one. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, those are, those are some excellent points there. Um, remember, just short-term rentals are subjective. And so we really, really need to sharpen our um, evaluating skills to make sure that those, those gross numbers are as accurate as we can you know, feel confident in but we're also running it on a range to protect, protect ourselves. So I agree. And, you know, I mentioned Will and Avery and Tyler and Ryan, specifically Madeline, because I trust those people. Those are the best agents we have in the short term rental space, um, you know, and people on their team are educated and they're good to go. So I don't want to, I don't want anybody to think I'm talking shit, you know, about them. Definitively not. It's really when you get those agents that don't know much uh, about this industry. And then they try to figure out how to help you when you put them on the spot is really what I hear Kenny saying, right? You shouldn't even ask agents for, for revenue projections. Go straight to STR Insights and AirDNA, the two gold standards in our industry. Run the good, better, best performer. You know, I remember the very first boot camp I did like four years ago, I was showing good, better, and best. We always need to have that. And then you take your good, better, and best. And then you start shopping your banks and you probably should be running multiple interest rate and loan uh, term scenarios through that good, better, best as well, because that can dramatically impact your cash flow, you know, and the overall investment. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. No B-roll on this one. We're not going to keep going with bloopers at the end. Yeah. Uh, we're done. We're finito. We're out of here. Thanks for joining us on STRnomics, everybody. See ya. Thank you for listening to STRnomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today.